Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We bring you the best exclusive celebrity news, the juicy celebrity interviews, and insider secrets about all of your favorite stars. And now your host, former editor-in-chief of Cosmo, Glamour, and Us Weekly, the president and editor-in-chief of HollywoodLife.com, Bonnie Fuller! Hey guys, this is the Hollywood Life Podcast, and we have so much to talk about. It's been such a big week in Hollywood. All kinds of just shocking but very important news coming out of Hollywood, still about the Harvey Weinstein scandal, but also that has opened the door to so many uh, actresses coming forward and musicians coming forward and sports stars coming forward to talk about sexual harassment that they've faced in their lives. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Kylie and Chloe, the dual pregnancies in the family, and give you all the updates on that. And then there's a big engagement. We are so happy for Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. What a beautiful couple. So, but before we get to that, I'm not alone in my Hollywood Life podcast studio. I am here with editorial coordinator, Ali Stagnita. Shame on me. Should have seen that one coming. Hey guys, what is up? I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, we're happy to have you. And when I say we're, I am including in that our producer, Gino Orlandini. You're kind of a kind warrior out here. Occasionally I am challenged. And in that case, the kind warrior must, must, must become a samurai. Cali, styling, profiling. <laughs> Bonnie, you know, I always try to stand up for the guys, but it has been a terrible week for men. It's just, we've been behaving really badly, apparently. We, I did, apparently. I didn't, I didn't know about all of this because I haven't really seen it. And I, this is not my vibe, obviously. Like, but, sure hope not. I hope geez, not. I mean, you guys can sp- speak to us. I haven't sexually harassed either of you two. And I've, I've been working with you guys for a long time. <laughs> Did you have any idea that anything like this to this magnitude happens? I know the only big office I've worked in, the only places I've worked at have been dominated by women. So I haven't worked at any places that were boys clubs. And I have a feeling that maybe that's the genesis of a lot of this. I've worked at in, in retail, which was all women. And then here, which is run by women. So, but you know, there were, there have been stories uh, you know, true stories and lawsuits for years from Wall Street firms, and you know, talk about a boys' club. Like Absolutely. it's happened a lot at at big Wall Street firms. Um, it's happened at a lot of big corporations, and you know, we've had a lot of sexual harassment uh, uh, revelations this year. I mean, look at Uber. Uber took down the CEO of of the company, and you know, I think 
even since the presidential election, because of Donald Trump's behavior with women and then the pussy grabbing video, um, sexual harassment's been very much in the news. It's just like, unfortunately, he got elected despite his uh, open acknowledgement of being a sexual harasser. Yeah, um, we will definitely get into all that. But I have some good news, Bonnie. You do? In, in like an ocean of bad news this week, uh, we have a new review Yay! on iTunes. Thank the <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Our pleas last week for a rating review, it, it bore some fruit. I'm so happy. Please, guys, we do not run ads on this show. Every other podcast is running so many annoying ads. We don't do that to you guys. All we ask is for a rating and review on iTunes. And the person that stepped up this week... <laughs> their name is YN5678. I feel like that might not be their government name. <laughs> but it is a five-star review. Love this podcast and look forward to it every week as it makes my commute fly by. The Aww, thank so you, nice. YN5678. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The weekly crushes are always fun to listen to. And Celebrity News Recap is juicy, interesting, and accurate. Thank you. Uh, we work hard to be accurate. He or she goes on to say, I like the dynamic between a man, a millennial woman, and an established editor-in-chief like Bonnie. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you, that, YN. That is so kind. I want to yes. defend myself a little bit to YN. I am also a millennial, but that's okay. He's actually <laughs> You're an 80-year-old a- man. <laughs> <laughs> You're at the far range of millennial. Yeah. You're at the top end. Yeah, but I, I graduated from high but school. But you are single. Yes, which I'm, always makes you like sort of younger. <laughs> These young millennials think they're the only millennials. No, I am the only millennial. No, we started this game, and y'all are just following in our footsteps. So, oh, um, you're just jealous. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just upset because I'm gonna die soon. No, oh, um, Chino. <laughs> you guys have heard, you guys have heard about my heart problems. Oh, oh. stop it. Yes, but you wait. You you're going to update us on that. You're I going did, to see a specialist. I did go and see a cardiologist, uh-huh. and he was very optimistic and said a lot of people are born with this. And but I have further testing. I'm going to get an echocardiogram, and I have to wear a heart monitor for for a while. Um, so we'll see. There's nothing definitive yet, but I think I'm fine. Good. Glad to hear it. Maybe um, you just need a girlfriend that'll just mend your heart. It's a bro. I feel like it might be from a broken heart. His heart grew permanently three broken heart. But you know what will fix my broken heart, maybe, is our crushes. Because I like to hear what you guys have to say, what you're crushing on every week. So, at Ali Stegnita on all the social medias, what are you crushing on? I am loving Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. We briefly mentioned that when we kicked off the show. And I am just so happy for them on their engagement. They announced it on Instagram with a really beautiful picture of them holding hands in Sophie's ring. And just a small little caption on Sophie's it said I said yes and on Joe's it said she said yes and I just am so happy for them I think that they totally deserve each other they think Joe found the love of his life in Sophie what, what do you feel about Joe Jonas's porn stash though or how, how is your crush status on that oh I, I, I don't crush on that except I do crush on his taste in rings because let it me tell beautiful. you really oh. nice. it, taste, it was tasteful it wasn't just like a gigantic diamond yes it seemed so hurt it looks like he put thought into it because she has a really cool edgy sense of style and she definitely you know marches to the beat of her own drum um and it was really 
different. It was tasteful. It was yeah, classic. it's got like two gold bands exactly. with the diamond in between, and that the, the bands are thin. It was mm-hmm. very very pretty. She yeah. got very pretty long fingers yes, too. She does. She's so gorgeous. I love, I, I, love Sansa. I have to say, I'm I met Sophie Turner um, at the HBO Emmy party last year, and she couldn't have been friendlier, warm, fun, and she is stunning in oh, person. Yeah. Like she's beautiful on, on Game of Thrones, but she's much more stunning in person. I think it's because Game of Thrones, her character, I mean, so many terrible things happen to her that she's never smiling. But Sophie in person is smiling. Her hair is lighter. It's not as red. And beautiful skin. Less red I, than Allie? She's not a fellow no, redheaded she's, stepchild She's like more Allie? like strawberry blonde. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's pretty strawberry. I think right now that she, I think right now she's like a beach bleach blonde. But she, um, I think that People were commenting a lot about how it was really soon. It was only a year after they started dating. But I think that Joe really saw that he had a good one on his arm and he just wanted to hold on to it. And, you you know, he's dated a lot. Like he dated Miley. Um, did he date, date Demi? He dated yes. Demi. Oh, that's, oh yeah, Green. he and Demi were were oh yeah, Camp Rock. And like briefly, they were so such a hot couple. Briefly, Gigi Hadid, right? And then he got sort of yeah. kicked to the curb. So he's been a little bit unlucky in love. Yeah. So and Data Taylor. He's had a lot of the. He's fam- had a lot of girlfriends. He's got a good run. Um, and think about it: the Jonas Brothers have been performing and working since they were young teens. So he's twenty-seven, but he's not your average twenty-seven-year-old. He's really mature and. And yeah, I think he knew she's the one like I, I just I've been with all these other women and this is the one I want to be with. And she, but she's the one who's really young. But yes, you know what? 21. Some marriages last that start when you're young. Wait, how old is she? 21. That's young. Oh, and that's 28. young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I well, he's 27, but 27, 28. I'm into it. Well, uh, let's move on to at Bonnie underscore Fuller on Instagram and at Bonnie Fuller on Twitter where she tweets. What are you crushing on? I am crushing on Jennifer Lopez this week because of her wonderful Herculean efforts to raise money for Puerto Rico. She, together with her boyfriend, um, Alexander Rodriguez, also known as A Rod, and her ex. <laughs> no one calls him. <laughs> no one calls him Alexander Rod. It's Alex. Well, it's just Alex in case Rod. for those who are googling, <laughs> who are googling, and also her ex, <laughs> her ex husband Mark. Um, you know, they they just raised twenty six million dollars, and for Puerto Rico, and you know that's a lot. They also organized that telethon um, where they got what was it called? So. Somo. 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 One voice. Right. Did you see the video that came out of that? It was like a, an Ellen was there, right? And, yep. and there was like a camera panning across all the people. They were on the phone taking the donations. And then it was Deborah Messing was sitting there playing on her phone, playing <laughs> playing on her iPhone uh, and not taking donations. Oh, Deborah! <laughs> but, you know, Kim Kardashian was there. Selena Gomez was there. She got like a really big group of stars. She got Mark Cuban mm-hmm. to uh, give his private planes. They could fly down supplies. Listen. Puerto Rico is just in terrible, terrible shape. And we've got the president. I mean, you know how I feel about him, but he completely. You're a fan, like, right? You what president fun, has ever victim shamed a, a state or a territory? Like he said that Puerto Ricans are not working hard enough to recover themselves and that it was three weeks. And what do, what do you mean they need FEMA? He's ready to move on. I feel like he doesn't realize that Puerto Ricans are also Americans. Yeah, I don't think so. So, 
All right. Well, Trump got the wrath of Bonnie Fuller in her crush this week, per usual. Um, <laughs> but Jennifer Lopez, think of how busy that woman is. She's already like performing in Vegas again in latex, in oh, red yeah. butt bearing latex, looking fabulous. So in between performing in Vegas and producing all her television uh, shows, and she's in a new movie coming up. In between that, she got $26 million to help the people of Puerto Rico. I want to meet her dermatologist. Okay, for um, all my crushes, you can follow me at Gino Orlandini, which some of you have done. And I also want to thank you guys for the well wishes who have reached out to me on Instagram about my like little health condition. It was like, really moving, and thank you guys. Um, but to repay you, I have a recommendation. Since it is um, October and Halloween is coming up, the Babysitter, which is streaming on Netflix, is so good. Bella Thorne is in it. It's kind of like a comedy horror movie. And um, I'm cr- definitely crushing on the lead. Uh, sort of an ingenue, up-and-coming actress named Samara Weaving. She's gorgeous, and she's so freaking good in it. Um, so here's a little taste of the movie. My babysitter is trying to kill me. But the attacker's in the house. They're downstairs having a blast. Alrighty, babes, let's head upstairs and get the blood of the innocent. This would go viral. I mean, nobody's done human sacrifice. People have always done human sacrifice. Yeah, but like, not in America with hot people. Hey. Yeah, that's that Be- sounds terrifying. <laughs> that's Bella Thorne there. <laughs> um, she's great in it. The whole thing is like. It's scary and funny and gory, and if you like that kind of thing, you will love this movie. Yeah, Samara's really pretty, too. Oh, my God. Speaking of crushes, Samara Weaving, she's one to watch. But, you know, you guys, okay, being millennials, you don't know what it was like when you didn't have cell phones and you only had landlines, and there could be... A, a murderer in the house. Unfortunately, I'm old enough to remember that whole situation. <laughs> we had a rotary phone when I was a yeah. little kid where you just dial and it no, goes I around had in, that. A, in yeah. a circle. I just remember that Ugh. in one of my, my parents' cars, there would be like the phone in the middle. Oh, the giant and, phone. And I would try to call the people original. on it when I was younger. And my parents were like, that is so expensive. Yes. <laughs> and they wouldn't let me touch it. And it was yeah. just something I always wanted to do. I wanted to use the phone in the car. The, I know. It was the, such a big deal when they got the bourgeoisie childhood of Ali Stagnita. We're finding out more and more about it. It's so hard for me. The, the silver spoon. Um, I know, but that whole babysitter, the cops call, or the operator calling back, he's in the house. He's in the house. Get out of the house. Yes. Oh in this so case, scary. the killer is in the house. So yeah. I definitely recommend it. But Bonnie, um, we have more serious things to, to get into. Can you lead us into this discussion? Okay. So. Um, Harvey Weinstein has his the revelations about uh, or the allegations, I should say, of rape and sex abuse um, by Harvey Weinstein. There's now, I think, at least 34 women who've come forward and said that he sexually um, abused them. Prolific. Yes. Prolific number who have alleged that he sexually abused them or raped them like serious, serious allegations. Um, And that has really has led into a broader discussion and um, Alyssa Milano really gets credit for, I think, broadening the discussion. She started a hashtag on Twitter called Me Too and which she said that she's been sexually assaulted multiple times and she invited other women to tell their stories. And they have, like hundreds of thousands of women on Twitter have come forward, 
But and Facebook. I have to say, yes. all my friends, like not all of my friends, but a lot of my female friends are telling their own story, just like regular women, not Me women in the media, too. not celebrities, just regular yeah. schmegular girls who work at whatever job, you know, who I know here in New York are just. Are, they're saying they've all had these experiences and a lot of these tales are totally harrowing and shocking. She absolutely opened up a can of worms and well, in the best way possible. Yes. Uh, everyone is sharing these stories and it just, it shows, and what she wanted was it to show the magnitude of the problem and give everyone, including, especially men who, because it, it's just different. You just don't know yeah, until... Like- you see every single message on your news feed and on your Twitter feed talking it's about crazy. these experiences that are so heart-wrenching. I mean, people who haven't been on Facebook in months or years are returning to Facebook just to tell their story. Yeah, I, my friend Anna, who I met on Tinder, and we went out on a couple dates. It didn't work out, but we remained really good friends. And she t- tells us a totally horrible story about how she was at a party and she got too drunk and she fell asleep on a couch and she woke up with this man on top of her groping her and maybe even a little bit you know trying to do a little bit more than that and she didn't know what's going on she didn't know where she was a lot of the stories i've heard had that had that kind of character but also there's just like a huge variety of people saying it was like stuff on the streets or there's a lot of people saying stuff went down in college at parties and after parties and before parties. Well, one of the, and okay. On the other hand too, like you had like Mayim Bialik who wrote a, an essay for the New York times about how she hasn't been sexually harassed. And this also led to an awful lot of discussion because she said, well, it's never happened to me. And I think this is one of the reasons it's good not to be a 10. And I don't wear really sexy clothes and I don't talk about my sexual experiences and, or I, I keep that for just the Pete, the person that I'm intimate with. But the way she expressed it, a lot of women took offense because they said she was, she was saying, if you basically, if you're don't dress flirtatiously, you don't dress provocatively, then it won't happen to you. And she was implying as if women were asking for it. And I could completely see the point of what they were saying. And I don't think she meant that. I think she was well-meaning. Um, she likes to be, she's very, very, very smart. And she likes to be, be provocative in her blog posts. And I think she, she pokes at these things on purpose to start discussions. But the, honestly, uh, the, this reaction has come from some of my female friends who are, I would say are in that category of like tens, whatever, if you want to, you know, like really gorgeous women. But it's not just them. It's everybody. Oh, it's everybody. Well, listen, every kind of woman of every age and they could be dressed like nuns, like women get raped. Absolutely. They're not asking for it ever. No woman is ever asking to be raped, no matter right. what she wears. Well, and it's really interesting because even when I was thinking about, you know, I'm scrolling through, I'm like, Am I a me too? Like, am I, you know, when I walk down the street and someone cat calls me, like, I mean, you know, thank goodness I've never been sexually assaulted that, you know, I really can think of or know of. But I'm thinking, you know, I I walk down the street and these guys call me out or I hear people say things about me. Does that, that is sexual harassment and you don't think about it until now and you're like, it has happened to me. Well, and you know, listen, that's gone on for... I am a me for, too. That's gone on for years. I mean, that used to happen to me when I was younger. And no, so you're a me too, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been 
I, I've been fortunate it's never happened at work, but I do feel as if in, in a lot of work environments that it's still harder to get ahead and to get to the very top levels of organizations and to get to be on the boards and CEOs. I mean, I see that well, if you're a woman, it's harder. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a separate issue, but it's related because it's yeah. the same thing in the workplace, women not having the respect and not being on equal grounds. Before we broaden this discussion too much, I do want to let's laser in on some of these celebrities that have come forward because Michaela Maroney came out today, the Olympian, the not impressed girl who we all love. <laughs> she was who- on the national, the U.S. national gymnastics team that won the gold medal at the Olympics. And she also won a silver individual medal. So incredibly accomplished. And this was just shocking. And this happened this morning that she came forward and she wrote a Twitter post about being sexually molested since she was 13 years old. And she alleged that the team doctor, a Dr. Nasser, I think it's, let me yeah, get Larry, Dr. Larry, Larry Nasser, yeah. that he had repeatedly the longtime USA team. Doctor. Yes. Molested her and he would call it treatment. And the thing is, is that this guy has actually been charged by over a hundred women. Like he's got a hundred women alleging. Well, he's. I think isn't he? He's cur- isn't he currently in prison for a conviction of child pornography? Child. No, he? he's up for sentencing. Up for okay. sentencing, November twenty seventh. But he's already been convicted. Is my point of child pornography? But yes. that's a different charge than mm-hmm. actual. Wait, don't you think molesting. it's related to wanting to molest thirteen well, year olds? Yes. Well, Hello. So, yes. Then he still faces thirty three charges for alleged assaults from these women who have. Yeah, and maybe men, I don't, she, I don't know, but she, that came forward and said these things about him. And she, she said she thought she was going to, going to die. She said at one time she, he had given her a sleeping pill and she woke up and he was giving her one of these quote unquote treatments, which she didn't really elaborate on, but you have to think it's like some sort of massage that is not medically necessary. Right. Right. Well, no. and he gave her the sleeping pill on her flight to the Tokyo Olympics. Right. Or that did training in Tokyo, something in Tokyo. And she still went on and won. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So and, imagine I mean, like how she had to compartmentalize that. Right. And just waking up, you know, from your flight in Tokyo in a random, in your doctor who you're supposed to trust. You're supposed to have this, you know, trusting relationship, especially with your team doctor who, you know, if you're an athlete... You trust your team doctor with your life. But it's pretty amazing that the U.S. women's gymnastic team could have a a doctor like this who was allegedly molesting, and not just Michaela, but lots of members of the team over the years, and that there was... and that there was silence, like they were all afraid to speak out. Now, there's been accusations that they did speak out to their coach and that he was aware of it. He's denied that, though. Michaela has since become also sort of a Instagram celebrity because she's, I think she's sort of embraced this whole brave new world of, of the Instagram lifestyle, like the lip injections and the different cosmetic procedures. It looks like she's probably had breast implants and she's, she's altered herself a lot since her Olympic days, um, in a kind of like Kardashian Kylie Jenner esque way. To be honest, I don't think that she's had injections or, um, implants or anything. I think that she honestly just let herself kind of Go and like do her thing you a little bit the, instead of working seen, out all no, the time. No, no, you, ha- you have to see to look at the photos of her lips. She got like botched when she first got her lips done. It was crazy. We covered it extensively. 
Um, yeah. But this could also be a reaction to that's I agree. That's kind of what I was happened to her. That's what I was getting to. This kind of like body dysmorphic kind of thing where well, you get obsessed with your looks and your appearance. It, it could be a reaction to trauma. It creates like an inner, you have an inner insecurity mm-hmm. after these kind of things happening to you. Well, and she shockingly left the gymnastics world. She, we, she was she was not supposed to be done with her career after that. And I wonder if she left because this guy was still part of it. Right. And also because she just couldn't take it anymore. Exactly. And she did have a full career in front of her. I mean, she was a young. Uh, they She's only they 21 wanted, now. Right. They wanted her back for the final yeah. five. And she. She could have maybe gone one more time. Well, the most gym, gymnasts do retire as teenagers, right? It's like it's not something. It's you, just so hard to keep it up. Now here, Allie Raceman, who was also on the team, um, wrote, I'm here for you and I support you because she tweeted to her and another member, Jordan Weber wrote so sad and heartbreaking that this has happened to you, Max. So I'm assuming that they were not molested by this guy. I guess he targeted certain young women, maybe because they were younger when he started with them. Yeah, um, but, but let's get, there's other celebrities. Jennifer Lawrence has come out with a shocking series of stories about a bunch of different incidents that happened to her. Bonnie, can you summarize some of these? Well, she talked about how she would go to casting calls and she was told that she needed to lose 15 pounds and she was shown... In two weeks. Yeah, and to, two weeks. How do you lose 15 pounds in two weeks? That's impossible, but she was told she needed to do that and that they were, she was shown pictures of other of other young women and, and was told, you see, they're, they're skinnier than you and that's what you have to look like. She also went, oh, and, and that whoever was doing the casting, like the director, told her that she, even though she needed to lose 15 pounds that she was still fuckable. And she said she had to go into a nude photo lineup in front of a female casting agent. Which is a little pasty. Yeah. Yeah, like tape over her private parts. And there is this, um, there's some, do you guys want to hear her speaking out a little bit? She yeah, was at let's hear it. Some convention, let's hear her. It's hard she to, was at the LL dinner. Right, right. This is from someone's like Twitter, so bear with me with the quality. But I was told by the producers of a film to lose 15 pounds in two weeks. Super easy. Um, just FYI, uh, d- doctors say you can lose about one to two pounds a week healthfully. So 15 in two weeks. I don't even think unhealthfully that you can lose 15 pounds in two weeks. Uh, One girl before me had already been fired for not losing enough weight fast enough. And during this time, a female producer had me do a nude lineup with. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Sorry, loading, loading. Here we go. With about five women who are much, much thinner than me. And we all stood side by side with only paste-ons covering our privates. After that degrading and humiliating lineup, the female producer told me I should use the naked photos of myself as inspiration for my diet. Oh, (laughs) that's so nasty. 
So nasty. Well, and then also um, Reese Witherspoon came forward and said that she was sexually assaulted when she was 16. And she was a very young actress. Like she started when she was really young. She said it's happened more than once. It's happened to her several times, but it happened first when she was 16. America Ferreira also came forward and said that she was molested when she was nine years old. Now, not in the business, but by a man that I guess was a neighbor or close to her family and somebody that she had to keep seeing. And she was too afraid at nine years old to tell anybody. I mean, it just shows the kind of gravity of the situation. Like Alyssa Milano said, you know, she wanted to show the magnitude and there it is. Lena Headley too. What, what do we? Mm-hmm. Lena Headey. Sorry. What do we know about her? She was um, she was harassed by Harvey Weinstein um, twice. He tried to get her up to his room. Of Game to, of Thrones. We should yes, say. that's right. She. Yeah, I know. Boy, she plays Cersei. Like nobody would dare dare to was challenge that, Cersei. But except for Jamie Lannister. Yes. <laughs> One time true. in the in the in the funeral room, or in the what do you call that the. And then their father's, yeah, the crypt. The, the crypt. crypt. Yeah. Yeah, she did it with her twin brother, but she always did it with her twin brother. Uh, but anyway, in real life, uh, Shame. Lena Shame. did not want to do it with Harvey Weinstein, but he tried it twice to oh. get her into bed. So, um, you know, I don't think that we're going to be that, that the allegations and the stories um, the revelations, I should say, from women in Hollywood, in music, in other professions are going to stop anytime soon. I think the genie's out of the bottle. Now, here's the thing, though. The question is, will this make a difference? Is it enough to change behavior? Well, I think that it's definitely empowering to a lot of people and a lot of women. And I think that especially in the past year since Trump's election, there's been so much resistance and there's been so much kind of empowerment in within the world of the women. Um, and even Reese said something. She said, I felt less alone this week than I have ever felt in my entire career. And I feel like that is something that a lot of just women in general are feeling right now. And I feel like they want to keep this momentum going. And I so I do. I think that it's going to – I think that – there's something coming, especially in the entertainment industry for these men that have been taking advantage of women. What about the mixed messages though? Because it's great that Jennifer Lawrence has come out with her story, but she's also at the very top of her profession and she went along with all these things. Don't you think that sends, I mean, at, at one time she's speaking out and she's, she's making her story known. And I think that's helpful, but also she went along with all of this and stayed silent and made it to the pinnacle of Hollywood fame by by staying silent. Right. Well, so did Gwyneth Paltrow. So did Angelina Jolie. And but don't you think that sends a message to young actresses like play the game like it's always been played because that's how you get to, to the top. No, the, no, the, the that people, was a different time. the people who rose to the top. They, well, that was they went but, along with all but, this crap. But that was it's true. That if was you said be, no. Harvey but, killed your career. That's that's right. And so, but I think. I do think in Hollywood that this could be a complete tipping point. I mean, look at Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan has been incredible. She was one of the first to speak out about Harvey. She she um, says that she got a settlement from him. She alleges he raped her yeah. and that he threatened to ruin her career. And she has just, you know, been been like indefic. 
fatigable. How do I say that? She's not fatigued. She's keeping coming out and talking and talking about um, Harvey and about people who aren't being supportive. And, um, you know, it's sort of, it's just unleashed her. And I don't think she's going, she is not going back into you hear, you hear people throwing this slander at women all the time in Hollywood, women to other women. Anytime you want to knock someone down, you say, well, she, sleeped, she slept her way to the top, right? And that's an accusation that can be lobbied at any woman in any profession, but especially the casting couch in Hollywood is like this iconic symbol of the patriarchy and the and the the way that women are taken advantage of in the industry. And now we know that it's not just in rumors. A, a rumors or just like old right. Hollywood. I, it's I, how it still it, is today. Yeah. And I don't think it was just Harvey. We, and no. well, well, listen, the head of the Amazon studios had to step down Ray price mm -hmm. because there were allegations of, of uh, sexual harassment against him. And let's just bring up um, Gretchen Carlson, who we interviewed for our, our uh, uh, podcast, our interview podcast this week. And it's up on our iTunes and you guys should all listen to it. She, 15 months ago, was the very first woman at Fox News to come out and file a lawsuit against the then chairman and CEO, Roger Ailes, saying that he had sexually harassed her for years. And she won a $20 million settlement. Within three weeks, he was let go after being at, at the helm of Fox News since it started 20 years ago. And then several other women came forward and got settlements too. So she feels like she talked about this with us and said that she feels like her work, what she did, uh, the courage that she had to gear herself up for to come out and to be the one she knew it was going to, that she was no going back at mm -hmm. Fox and that it could ruin the, her career in TV journalism. But she felt that she had to do it uh, for other women and so that she could put it a stop to it. And she felt like it helped to open the door for women to come forward about I, Harvey. I think it totally did, but it hasn't unfortunately taken any of the shine off of Fox news. It seemed Fox news was able to sort of cut ties with all the offending people that we know about at least. And it, when I actually feel like the, the rot goes to the, and Bill O'Reilly, yes. right. it ended up bringing down Bill O'Reilly, the biggest too. star at Fox news and the founder of Fox news. But I feel like the moral rot to, was at the core. It's at the inception of Fox News, Roger Ailes, who founded it, has been a, was a political operative going back to the 70s with Richard Nixon and started this so-called news organization as a partisan propaganda organization. And it has changed the way that, that news works, that cable news works, that the media works, because CNN and MSNBC responded with their own versions being very, very left wing. And the media has gotten hey, hyper don't, Wait, wait, wait. Let's not say that. Number one, CNN is not a left wing. It is, they, I think they do try to be very much in the middle to give equal time to both sides. MSNBC admits that they're more Democrat, like they're more to the left versus the right, which Fox news is like, so is at the right, but the far right. So I, I think but I don't like you saying that, that, and I, I don't think it's fair to say that CNN, they do try I to think, be in the middle. I think CNN used to try and they've completely abandoned shit because the, the, Why? the business model that gets you viewers and Fox news has proved this is by playing to people's preconceived notions. No, and we they watch, have a, they have opinion makers for, um, opinionators from both sides but they don't have, they don't have any conservative voices on cnn there's no conservative hosts it's all people in bonnie you wouldn't see it because they agree with you you're hearing stuff you agree with all day so it doesn't it doesn't bother you <laughs> that's not true <laughs> 
They but, had, they, okay. That's not true but at my, all. But okay, anyway, we're getting off, CNN, we're getting off my bro- topic My here. broader point is that, that the, the things that went wrong at Fox News have affected the entire media. And Fox News just keeps chugging along, even though these guys were pushed to the side. And I'm worried that that could happen everywhere. Well, I think that there's something to be said for three weeks after these allegations came out about Roger Ailes. He was out. 24 hours after these allegations about Ray Price came out, he was out. Harvey Weinstein, they didn't even wait two hours. He's I fired. think there's something to say about how quickly these people are jumping on this to get the, you know, the poison, the disease out yeah, of their but, companies. But and so is- I think it's but but I think it's gonna scare these men straight because women are talking. Women do have voices now. They are coming I don't, out saying these I things. I think it's the start. But yes. I think I think we're gonna we are going to see a lot more high profile sexual harassment cases. There was a couple big ones out in Silicon Valley too because sexism is rampant there as well. But I think it's going to take more. It's going to have to be continual. Women are going to have to file suit. And if you read yeah. Hollywood Life, first listen to our podcast. But I did a piece about Gretchen, and I have some really good tips in it for what to do if you are sexually harassed. I talked to Gretchen's lawyer, and she great she gave really great advice and one of the things you have to do is not run to the hr department but get a lawyer first and you can get a free lawyer okay well bonnie move us on okay we, okay we could go on all a, day about this it's, it's, it's not it's not the most fun topic but we always like kardashian news and this week there is a bundle so to speak a couple of bundles. Yeah. So Kylie has really been teasing her fans by posting uh, photos of her chest and Snapchat. She posted a Snapchat that gave uh, glimpses. Well, you could see her chest pretty well. She was wearing a sports bra and glimpses of her stomach. And I have to say, her chest looked so big. So, so big. big. And it looked like a... Like a it was like a training bra. I was like, is that like it was a, a workout bra? What happens yeah, when your already really surgically enhanced chest gets then pregnancy swollen on top of that? I was wondering that. Like, Just where does the milk bigger. go? It must hurt. Yeah, it must hurt. I don't, I, I'm not, uh, some women say they can breastfeed when they have implants. I don't think every woman can. They're not leaky that they used to be. They're like salt. They're not, they don't have like gelatin inside of them anymore. They're now salt. Saline? Yeah, yeah. They, they don't, oh. you, you couldn't like, puncture them anymore if you could actually if you have held them in my hand and you could just you could wait just, you've held implants yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. in like, a boob no no <laughs> <laughs> the actual <laughs> instrument that will be inserted and it's like it, you know it's like it's a thing you could like cut in half with a knife if you wanted to and you'd have two pieces that wouldn't you know what i mean they're solid oh really yeah yeah oh. so they're that's why they're much safer now well um she's teasing her fans by showing her body and also by Posting photos of herself in big T-shirts and in parkas in LA in a parka um, and in big shirts. Meanwhile, Chloe went out and one day she went out and she was carrying this huge blanket in front of her stomach. And um, she's been also posting. She posted a, a self like a photo at the Cavs game last night where she was there with watching Tristan, and it was like of her purse, and then it was of her head, but with fans. So she's also teasing mm-hmm. her fans. I know people are saying that, you know, some people still don't think that these two are pregnant, but come on. I mean, these girls post half naked on Instagram every single day. If they have not posted a single picture of them in those like little skimpy outfits, come, they're, 
get pregnant. They're also, I mean, I mean Kylie has it. been like staying in the house. Like she's hardly out. Never out. Yeah. And then Scott gave an interesting quote in an interview and about Chloe because they were very close. And he said he'd be, he was really looking forward to being hands-on and helping her. Yeah, well, and also... He doesn't have enough of his own. Tr- Tristan's teammates, they did a little, like, press conference or something, and one of the players was like, oh, Tristan, are you going to get the baby some uh, matching fur? Because he and Chloe both have these, like, long fur jackets that they post in, and he just, like, was laughing. So, you know, I mean, people are definitely talking about it. No mm-hmm. one's admitting anything, but... Yeah, it, we know. This is happening for sure. Tristan has stuff up her sleeve. I know it. it. Yeah, well, that is what we know, is they are planning the big reveal, but there seems to be some controversy, Bonnie, between Chris Jenner and Kylie about how they're actually going to do the reveal and will it involve the yearly Kardashian Christmas card? Right. So Chris wants to do the big reveal on the Kardashian Christmas card, which we didn't have last year. Remember? There was no Kardashian Christmas card. So what a way to bring it back. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. They what they did is just the kids, right? They did Rain and North and Penelope, and that might even be two years ago. I don't know if they did any card at all last year. Well, we're talking about bringing it back in a big way this year. This would really bring it back big to do the reveal of the two bumps. And we hear that Chris has in the works maybe a licensing deal for this photo. So maybe it would not be revealed on social media first. Maybe a magazine would get it first or something like that. Maybe Hollywood Life. Or the agencies and we'd all have to pay to run it, unfortunately, rather than it just being... Bonnie is like not not happy about that. Um, But Chris Jenner wants to make some money off of this. I always think that Kylie's biggest platform is her Instagram and her Snapchat and that she should make the announcement on her platform to control the message. Well, maybe she's already busy negotiating a deal to do Kylie like baby clothes or Or like life of Kylie, the mom years. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. There's, I'm sure there that they can turn this into dollars in a much bigger way than just selling a photo. Absolutely. Well, the other big bombshell this week is that a little known rapper named Tyga is claiming that Kylie's baby might be his. Of course he He is. He thinks that the timeline of Kylie's last, he and Kylie's last sexual encounter lines up and that it overlaps with Travis. Yes, because remember, Kylie got pregnant, allegedly, only about three weeks into her fling with Travis Scott. And so it really is pretty close to when she split from Tyga. And who knows what that kind of transition period was like. And Tyga probably feels like his sperm could last forever. (laughs) So, you know, once they're in there, they could beat out Travis's Scott's sperm. See, he could be like his sperm, you know, holding the egg hostage and going, no, I'm getting in there first. Yeah, talk about someone who uh, looks for a paycheck and everything. Yeah. Tyga. Yeah. So he wants a paternity test. Do you guys, I mean, we don't really know, but do you guys think this is possible? Like, he could go to court and demand a paternity test. He could. I think Chris Jenner will have him killed first. (laughs) (laughs) God works hard. Chris Jenner works harder. You guys are more about Travis and Kylie than Kyga. You don't. Well, I do think that Kyga was not a good idea. I mean, she was so young when she got involved with Tyga and she was under his spell for way too long a time and she should have been dating around. I mean, Travis is like the only the second serious boyfriend she's ever had. We hear that? Probably second boyfriend. And it doesn't yeah. even seem like it's that serious. No, he's, he's on tour all the time. But we do hear that 
Tyga and Kylie are still talking that he's been oh, yeah. calling her a lot while Travis has been away on the road that he's been. Oh, sw- oh that Tyga's still ca- tra- calling her. Yeah. That well, he's she been likes sweet talking him. Yeah. We her. her. We she likes that Tyga is like really upset and jealous of the fact that she's pregnant with Travis's baby and that he's trying to make nice with her. So she likes that. She's finally kind of, I guess, getting one over on him. Reveling in the attention. Yes. And also, Travis is away a lot. But, you know, she and Travis, yeah, are in a lot of contact, but he's not around that much. I feel like she's definitely a individual, though. I mean, she really separates herself from her family a lot, especially, you know, you're seeing those last few appearances that they've made and she hasn't necessarily been a part of it maybe because she's pregnant she's but also because she does her life right, right she does her life of kylie thing she does her own thing so i think that also she's you know while travis is away a lot and she probably misses him like i think that she's pretty good on her own like, I, I hope that so she's well she's gonna be well, a single know, mom she needs to stop drink dating rappers yeah and That's really she's gonna be a single mom at 20 years old That's well she's a- not single she's with travis no they're not, I, I say single, they're not in necessarily a hugely long-term committed relationship. They don't live together. They're not talking about living together. There's no talk about a wedding. You know, it, it's very up in the air as to what their relationship is going to be going forward. Yeah, if you don't have someone committed, married to you, or living in your house with you, I would call you a single mom. Yes, because she's going to have the responsibility for exactly, that baby. Exactly, exactly. If, you, if you're not there to be awake in the middle of the night when the baby wakes up and help with that whole situation, how you're a single mom, in my opinion. It, absolutely, and I can attest to that. Words don't mean much. I, I've, I've had four babies, and they are a shitload of work, even if you have help. Especially if you don't have a partner. Well, it's interesting, too, because I was just thinking about those last few months of she and Tyga's relationship, and she was with King Cairo so much. They were together all the time. Remember, she'd take him out to, like, get food and burgers and all those things and i wonder if she caught like baby fever and she she may uh, like i really think that because it was so soon after and she was you know maybe she's just like i want to get that was also a big source of contention between her and black china the Mm. sort of like motherly vibes that kylie was taking with china's daughter and of course the son son yeah sorry so I don't know. It's it's all very complicated. Well, let's just talk a little bit about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner before we sign off, where we told you we're so happy. We think they're a wonderful match. And, um, you know, we what we hear is that Sophie really knew from the moment she met him that he was the one. And uh, she's very excited about potential wedding. Of course, they're going to have a wedding. Thing is... When which Game of Thrones wedding is going to happen first? Will it be Sophie and Joe, or is it going to be Kit and Rose? Rose Leslie. Yeah, Rose Leslie. That's hard. That's a yeah. Hard I wonder one. which one's going to happen. And I certainly don't want either one holding up the next season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's why he proposed right now. I think that he proposed. Yeah, because they're going to start go before filming. she started filming. Yeah, I think that Maisie Williams will definitely be a bridesmaid. I mean, she nope. and Sophie are besties. Yes, I was going to say that they're very close friends. Yeah, they may. Well, we in the last season, of course, it looked like they were plotting against each other, but it turned out they tricked everybody and they were really colluding themselves. That was a great twist. That was such a great twist. Speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, Sophie Turner also spoke out in uh, Mary Claire magazine and she's talking about the rape scene in Game of Thrones. She she said, I was having multiple. It was more than one. Yes, because Sansa Stark was victimized over and over by the evil Ramsay Bolton. Ramsay 
the bastard Ramsey Bolton. Um, who she was forced to get married to yes, by, by Littlefinger. Yes. Boy, she got her revenge on him. She did. Spoiler alert. If you Spoiler watch the alerts. Show. Um, <laughs> but she says, I was happy people were talking about it, but I was angry they put all their effort into debating a television sexual assault when it happens around the world every day and you barely hear of it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, listen, you know, that was in Elle magazine, which would have been printed. Marie Marie Claire. Claire. Oh, I'm sorry. Marie Claire magazine. That would have been printed about six weeks ago. So she was talking about that before this whole Harvey Weinstein um, situation blew up. So it's sort of very prescient. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. I really just like like her a lot. She's so great. She was your crush. She was. Okay, well, so we, I think, will have lots more to talk to you about next week. And so please tune in to our Gretchen Carlson interview, which was also posted this week. And we're going to be posting on Friday um, our interview with... uh, Okay, celebrity. Wait, what do they call it? It's celebrity boot camp. So marriage boot boot camp celebrity stars. It's clearly a big deal. Addition. (laughs) (laughs) Boot camp TV. That's right. Okay, but we had Peter Guns and we had Amina Butterfly in talking because they went to the boot camp, marriage boot camp, and they were fascinating and so much fun and so guys we're going to post that on friday because that's when the show is you need to listen to that interview is one of our best interviews ever okay bye bye guys